Hey, my friend, it's Julie Clough here, your life and grief coach. Welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast. I'm grateful to be here with you today and to bring you uplifting grief support and hope for rebuilding your life one small step at a time. Our mission is to offer hope, loving compassion, skilled support, and effective steps to healing after loss. Let's get started. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 153, You Before and Now. This episode is very personal and it's very much for you, which like all the episodes, right? (laughs) I hear messages in music. And recently, a few months ago, I had a friend tell me you hear messages in music. And I thought, I do? And I I really kind of questioned that. And then after she said that, I started to recognize that I do. I hear through music. I hear through other things too. I remember a very specific situation. I had lived with my first husband in Florida and we divorced. We had three kids. They were six, four, and one when we divorced. And shortly after we divorced, he left the country and moved to Uzbekistan, which is a state from the previous Russian, the USSR. Anyway, he had moved across the world. (laughs) That's all you need to know. And when he moved away, there was something in our divorce decree that said that I needed to stay in Palm Harbor, Florida, in Clearwater, Florida. That was part of the divorce because he that's where we both lived. And so basically a lot of times in divorces, it will it will say something like that. There'll be this this clause in the divorce that says, Hey, you have to stay in the area because there's kids involved and they want to keep the kids close to both parents. So if the person who has primary custody moves away, then that um, puts a burden on the parent who doesn't have primary custody. Anyway, so we had this clause and after we divorced, I met and married Ron, my second and current husband of 28 years now. (laughs) Got to do the math. Anyway, it's been a long time. So we got married and we had our first son. And then my, my husband was transferred with his work from Florida to Dallas, Texas, to that area. So we moved to Dallas. Well, my first husband, the older kid's father, had moved out of the country. But when I moved, I talked to my attorney. He's like, it's no big deal. Just just to walk through the court. And we can we can make this work and we can eliminate this clause. And he made it sound super, super simple. But when we moved to Texas, my first husband decided to file a complaint file. I don't even know what the technical terms are, what the legal terms are, but he filed something that basically said, Hey, you can't do this. So we got embroiled in this little legal battle that wasn't just a walk through the court. And there was a lot of discussion. My, My kids were little, like, remember when we divorced, they were six, four, and one at this point, they're like, 
eight, I'm trying to think, eight, six, and three. And they were talking about, you know, flying them to Florida to visit their dad in Florida and and or flying them out of the country to visit him where he lived out of the country. And I was not okay with that at all, at all. In my view, the burden lied on him. It was on him to come see them. And that it didn't make any difference if he flew from Uzbekistan to Florida or to Texas. And so I was really, really concerned about the safety of my children. I was really concerned about them being physically safe and emotionally safe and protected. I totally understood his rights as a parent. Don't get me wrong. I was very, very cognizant, very aware of his rights as a father to see his children. But I also felt like their safety should be both of our primary concern. And it didn't make any sense to be flying them around the world when he had the capability of flying to them. And that's what he did. So in the middle of all this legal stuff going on, I was sitting in church. This was years ago. I was sitting in church and the hymn that was sung that day was titled, Dearest Children, God is Near You. And when we started singing this hymn, it was as if those words were for me. And instead of, dearest children, God is near you, I heard, dearest Julie, God is near you, watching over you day and night, and delights to own and bless you. If you strive to do what's right, he will bless you. He will bless you if you put your faith in him. And I knew that message was for me, that God would bless me, that he would bless my children if I put my faith and my trust in him. And in our hymnal, there was a Bible reference and the Bible reference to this hymn was Psalms 37, three through five, which in part talks about trusting in the Lord, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. And that was what I wanted. My desires of my heart was to see my children safe in this situation. And even though the reference was three through five, I felt inspired, prompted to read further. And further down in verses seven through nine, in part, it says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Cease from anger for evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. And what I heard in those verses, what I heard God speaking to me because he spoke to me through the music and he spoke to me through this verse. And he said, he he basically told me that I would be blessed, that my children would be blessed, that the 
and I'm going to say selfish desires of my first husband were, were not going to be honored. They were going to be cut off and that we would be blessed. And ultimately, that's exactly what happened. Ultimately, my kids were protected from flying around the country so young, so vulnerable, or flying across the world so young and so vulnerable by themselves or even accompanied out of the country. It just, it was really scary to me. So that was the memory that I had when my, my friend said, you hear messages and music. Well, over the last few months, I have really, really gone into the music and I have, I have playlists that I listen to when I wake up in the morning and that playlist is just always changing and I'm, I feel encouraged to listen to songs, specific songs with specific messages. And there's a song that this past week, one morning, I listened to it over and over and over again. And it's a song that I can't listen to with a lot of emotion. And it's called She Used to Be Mine by Sarah Bareilles. And it may not be a song that's familiar to you. It is a song from the musical Waitress. If you remember, there was an old movie named Waitress with Carrie Russell in it. And it was about a, um, a baker. She was a pie maker who... And and the reason you need to know this backstory is there's some specific lyrics in here that don't make any sense if you don't understand a little bit of the backstory. But she she was married to a very violent man, and he was abusive to her. And then in the, the process of trying to get out of this situation, she ends up having an affair. And this, of course, creates a lot of angst. Now, I haven't watched the movie in years. That's my very quick synopsis of this story. But because you're going to hear about pies and so forth in this song, I thought that you should understand the, the reference a little bit if you haven't seen the movie. But the musical is based on that same story. But when I hear this song, she used to be mine, and I I encourage you to go look this one up in the show notes. I'll put the link to the YouTube video of the song. I'm gonna I'll go look that up and and put that in the show notes. But in this song, the themes that I heard was regret, self compassion, and courage. And it starts out with this very melancholy, soft, yet strong, steady beat of the piano. And the lyrics are, it's not simple to say. Most days I don't recognize me. These shoes and this apron, that place and its patrons have taken more than I gave them. And the message that I hear in this is that 
when we are grieving, when we are going through difficulty, the everyday life, the, the work that we do takes so much out of us. And that when we look back, we don't recognize ourselves because we, because things have changed so much and we have changed. The next lyrics say, it's not easy to know. I'm not anything like I used to be. Although it's true, I was never attention sweet center. I still remember that girl. Again, it's this idea. I'm not anything like I used to be. Do you feel that way too? Do you feel like you're not anything like you used to be? I know what that feels like. My life has been upended over and over again by loss, by major change through death and divorce and health challenges and moving and just multiple, multiple things, career changes, um, job loss, so on. It just, I'm not anything like I used to be. And then it builds to a chorus. And this is where it just gets me deeply. And the chorus says, she's imperfect, but she tries. She is good, but she lies. She is hard on herself. She is broken and won't ask for help. She is messy, but she's kind. She is lonely most of the time. And is all of this mixed up and baked in a beautiful pie? And in this chorus, I hear so much compassion for the duality that is us, for the imperfect, but the effort, for the good and the bad, for the hard, for the feeling broken, for the for the resistance to asking for help, for being messy and yet kind. And this lyric, she is lonely. And there's a pause in the music. She is lonely most of the time. And all of this is mixed up together in a beautiful pie. And that line baked in a beautiful pie. That's the self-compassion. It's recognizing that there's beauty in all of it, in all of us. And it goes on, she is gone, but she used to be mine. Our former self is gone. Gone. We never return to fully and wholly being who we were before. Our eyes are opened to new challenges. Our hearts are open to new growth. Our abilities are strained and our, 
our being is molded and stretched into this new new person that we're becoming. And it feels really hard and difficult, and it feels like this new person is is not who we want to be, but as we learn and we grow and we and we expand into this stretched person who we are becoming, there is beauty. There is beauty in that. Then on to, to the next verse. It's not what I asked for. Sometimes life just slips in through a back door and carves out a person and makes you believe it's all true. And now I've got you and you're not what I asked for. Oh, these lyrics. Sometimes life just slips in through a back door and carves out a person. And that's what loss does to us. It slips up on us. It catches us off guard. It it shatters us and it carves out the new person. And now we've got us. We've got who we are now. And it's not what we asked for. And yet it can still be beautiful and wonderful. And the next lines, if I'm honest, I know I would give it all back for a chance to start over and rewrite an ending or two for the girl that I knew. If I'm honest, how many times have we wanted to go back and start over and rewrite an ending or two? And go back to being the girl, the woman, the man that we used to be. The next lyrics are, who'd be reckless just enough, who can hurt, but who learns how to toughen up when she's bruised and get used by a man who can't love. And in this piece of the part of the song, it starts to build. And we go from regret and self-compassion, we go to, we go to courage. And when I, when the lyrics say, who'd be reckless just enough, I hear who would be brave, who could hurt, but not toughen up, but be courageous and step into the strength that is me, that is you. And these next few lines, it builds and builds, and the music just crescendos, and then she'll get stuck and be scared of the life that's inside her, growing stronger each day till it finally reminds her to fight just a little, to bring back the fire in her eyes that's been gone, but it used to be mine, used to be mine. And this is the courage. This is the bravery. This is the strength to put in the effort to grow stronger, to fight just a little, to bring back the fire in our soul 
to light the pilot light, to rebuild and to create in this new space. Then the music gets soft and it goes back to the beginning and self-compassion. She is messy, but she's kind. She is lonely most of the time. She is all of this mixed up and baked in a beautiful pie. She is gone, but she used to be mine. And what I hear in this soft ending, again, is the self-compassion and the beauty, even in the struggle, and the need to mourn who we used to be. And to have that grief for who we used to be for a season, because grief is a season. And so these themes of this song, regret, self-compassion, and courage, are so incredibly moving to me. And I, I just felt to share this with you. I have another song that I feel like is so important for us to dive into and to look at and to explore that I will share with you probably next time. But I just, I I love this song. It just brings up so much emotion and there's so much power in allowing music to bring up emotion in us and to cleanse our soul and to allow the music to move us. There's a power, a power in music and the lyrics and don't underestimate that power. Okay. Just a few reminders for you. One, my book miracles in the darkness is available for order on Amazon and on Kindle There's a few copies of the physical book left on Amazon. I know there's more coming. Um, The numbers, it's, it's funny to watch the numbers, but right now there are some copies available. So if you haven't read that yet, I encourage you to order that or download that and, and read that. It's a quick, easy read, and it's gotten a lot of great feedback. Also, I offer grief coach training. What that means is that I train people who would like to be a grief coach, someone, people who would like to learn more about my coaching program. I train them three times a year in small groups, and our next training is starting soon. So if you're interested in that, be sure you're on our mailing list because you'll get emails about that, the specifics on that, but also you can email me at Julie at buildalifeafterloss.com and let me know and I can send you some specifics. Finally, this is the last week to join the True Hope Club for ongoing grief education and support to rebuild your life. For And you can, right now, this is the last week through, what is this, April 30th? So through the end of the month, you're listening to this on April 27th that's when it's coming out. Um, Right now through April 30th, you can get two weeks free by joining at buildalifeafterloss.com slash join. Buildalifeafterloss.com slash join. 
The website is just like the name of the podcast. So have a wonderful week. Remember, I believe in you. I look forward to seeing you in the True Hope Club and supporting you there. Love you. Bye.